0: Table uh, the words of institution found in 1 Corinthians 11, uh, verses 23 to 29. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and said, this is my body, which is for you, do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, and do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Uh, The meaning and nature of the sacrament of the Lord's Supper actually comes out to us from our very passage that we've looked at tonight in John chapter 9 in a number of ways. Just a couple for us uh, just tonight. It's found firstly uh, in seed form when Jesus tells the man to go wash in the pool of Siloam. verses uh, verses 7 and verse 11. Now, there's nothing special about the uh, water that's in the pool of Siloam. It has no healing properties. The water remains water. But its use is lifted up for the purposes of the man's healing at that particular point in time. The Lord's Supper is not a manifestation of the body of Jesus. It doesn't contain the body of Jesus, and it doesn't restrict the body of Jesus only to these elements. Nor is the Lord's Supper the thing that we need to uh, partake of in order to be saved. It's not um, a re-sacrificing of Christ. uh, Nor is it merely symbolic, uh, as though God doesn't use it to further sanctify us or press home the work of the Spirit through it. Uh, It's a covenant meal. It's a covenant meal designed by God and ordained by God who is the Lord of the covenant. The Lord's Supper is a sign and a seal of the covenant of grace to us. It's a sign uh, that is a symbol that God is ours and that we are his. And by this sign, we know that we are his and that God is ours. It's also a seal, uh, which is to say that in the observing of this feast, the Lord sets his seal upon us afresh. And he gives us assurance of the things that are promised in it. So similarly to the pool of Siloam as a means to the healing of the man, so too this supper is used to signify and seal to us the work that he's done in us. Uh, secondly, we can see from our passage something of the nature and meaning of the Lord's Supper that we can see this in the dialogue between Jesus and the man towards the end of our uh, contemplation in our sermon. Uh, notice in verses 35 through 38, When the man asks Jesus, you know, who is the son of man that I may worship him? Notice what's missing. There is no discussion about his ability to see in that dialogue. There's nothing in that particular dialogue in which the man says, oh, you're the guy who made me to see. There's no indication of his healing. His ability to see is itself an indication that Jesus is who he says he is. That is, he understands that this miracle, as great as it is, and indeed he did make this man to see, is to be something that points beyond itself to Jesus as the Lord who is worthy of worship. He uses his new eyes and casts them heavenward, and he looks beyond even what is great and grand to Jesus. The Lord's Supper is meant to do this with us. Here in the Lord's Supper, we have rather common elements— uh, bread and wine, grape juice. The bread represents the body of Christ. The, the wine represents his blood. Uh, here in the Lord's Supper, we call to remembrance, as the passage just uh, told us in 1 Corinthians 11, to remember his life lived for us, the death that he died for us. And we declare likewise that we belong to God, as the Heidelberg Catechism says, both in life and in death, in body and soul. So we partake of these elements and we look beyond them to Christ whom they point to. In the Lord's Supper, we receive a summons by the living Jesus, who himself gives us this meal to our upbuilding and growth in grace. It's my privilege as a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ to invite everyone who is right with God and his church through faith in the Lord Jesus to come to the Lord's table. If you've received Christ and are resting upon him alone for salvation as he's offered to you freely in the gospel, if you're a baptized and professing member, communicant member in good standing in a church that professes the gospel of free grace in Christ, and if you live penitently and seek to walk, In godliness before the Lord, then this supper is for you. I invite you in the name of Christ to take and eat of this bread and drink of this cup. At the same time, God's word says, Whosoever shall eat this bread and drink the cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eats and drinks unworthily eats and drinks damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. And so, if you're not trusting the Lord Jesus, If you are not uh, a member, a faithful member of a Christian church, if you're not living penitently, seeking to walk in godliness uh, before the Lord, then I warn you in the name of Christ not to approach the table of the Lord. This warning isn't meant to keep the humble and contrite from the table of the Lord as if it were for those who are free from sin. In fact, it's for sinners that the Lord gives this supper as a means of grace. Through the elements of bread and wine, our Lord graciously gives himself and all of his benefits to everyone who eats and drinks in a worthy manner, discerning the body of the Lord. It's one thing to eat and drink in a worthy manner. It's something very different, however, to imagine that we are worthy to eat and drink. We dare not come to the Lord's table as if we were worthy and righteous in ourselves. We come in a worthy manner if we recognize that we are unworthy sinners who need our Savior, if we conscious, consciously discern his body given for us and for our sins, if we hunger and thirst after Christ, giving thanks for his grace, trusting in his merits, feeding on him by faith, renewing our covenant with him and his people. So, brothers and sisters, let's examine our hearts, examine our minds to, discern, to determine whether such discernment is ours, to the end that we may partake to the glory of God and our growth in the grace of Christ. Come then with thankfulness to the Lord's table. The Lord's Supper is medicine for poor sick souls. Come to Jesus. Find rest, refreshing, and nourishment for your weak and weary soul. Let's pray. Father, we give you thanks and praise for your power, your grace.